This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to today's Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. Today we're getting to hear a conversation that I had a few days ago with Richmond pitcher Landon Roop. Uh, we talked about growing up in North Carolina, what first got him interested in playing baseball, and uh, his decision to head down to uh, UNCW in Wilmington, North Carolina to play for the Seahawks, where he had a very good collegiate career. He was the CAA's Pitcher of the Year in 2021, and that led into his getting drafted by the Giants in the 12th round that summer. Uh, we talked about the draft process, about easing into professional baseball in 2021, and then his first full professional season in 2022 when he rocketed his way through three levels in the Giants system. Pitched very well with the San Jose Giants, pitched very well with the Eugene Emeralds, came to the Flying Scrolls and Closed out the season strong at Double A, not a bad first full professional season for Roop, and now he's back with the Flying Squirrels in 2023, and he's put together a pretty strong year to this point as well. We also talked some about his curveball. It's probably the pitch that uh, the most people ask about. Uh, he's got a great curveball. He's made some batters look foolish with it this year, and we talked about quite a few other things. Let's just get on with the conversation. Here's my chat with Flying Squirrels pitcher Landon Roop. Getting a chance to sit down today with Flying Squirrels pitcher Landon Roop, who is off to a great start in this 2023 season. Landon, thanks so much for taking some time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, growing up down in Rocky Mount, how did you first get started playing baseball? Was that something you always had an interest in as a kid? Yeah, um, you know, it's just kind of my dad was all about it. My brother was all about it. I had an older brother. Um, we were always in the yard just playing wiffle ball. It was always baseball, something baseball. And I can remember, you know, just always having a baseball uniform on, whether I was fishing in the backyard or anything. And it's kind of been my life, so kind of just stuck with it. Did you play any other sports growing up, or were you just baseball-centric, baseball-focused? No, I played soccer and basketball up until I think my ninth grade year of high school. And that's when I was like, I'm going to stop playing this and just focus solely on baseball just mainly for injuries, stuff like that, as I started talking to colleges and stuff like that. But, yeah. Going to Faith Christian School there near Rocky Mount, uh, you guys had a pretty good run Mm -hmm. while you were there. Uh, Closed it out on a high note, winning a state championship. And then I read they, I guess they retired your number Mm -hmm. a few years back. Uh, How much fun was that run, and how much of an honor was that for them to to put you up there and and, uh, recognize the work that you did pitching while you were there? Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. Those are some some of my best friends that I'll ever have, you know, playing playing with those guys, you know, winning, uh, just, you know, playing baseball, having fun. You're not really thinking about anything in high school. It's just play ball and have fun and uh you know that winning that state championship with those guys you know is something that I'll remember forever and for the jersey part uh you know I'm honored to have that there you know to kind of leave what I did there but um hoping I can make it back to a game soon but you know baseball's <laughs> taking care of that yeah, it doesn't leave a lot of free time. Uh, even getting to be close to home like you are here, you know, it's really maybe less than two hours if you, uh, as long as you, you watch out for the, the troopers sitting on the interstate between here and Rocky Mount. But uh, pretty close to home, but it's not like you get to spend much time there. But does it at least offer an opportunity for some of your family to get up and see you and, and get to see some familiar faces or even just pitch in a climate that's a little more similar to what you're used to compared to being out west? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. You know, my my mom and my dad, they try to come even when I'm not pitching. So, I mean, seeing them two times a week, two, three times a week is, is something that's awesome and something that I love. 
Um, you know, I'm a big family guy. I love love having them around, and uh, and even my grandpa and they were able to come last night and watch the start. And I think my parents are coming back this weekend just to to watch some baseball. So it's good to be to be close or kind of like a decently close to where I could go home if I need to. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's awesome to have them close and have home. Yeah, right around the corner. Even in a homestand like this, where you got the day game, Sunday, the off day, Monday, it's so hard to find time. I'm, my family's about mm-hmm. the same distance from here, and I'm thinking about that off day on Monday, mm-hmm. maybe Sunday night making the trip down there. It's so tempting because it's so close, <laughs> but there's also always so much to do. Oh, yeah. uh, UNC Wilmington, how did you end up down there for your college career? Was that a place that you had kind of targeted and said, "I want to, I want to pitch for the Seahawks"? Uh, not really. Uh, my dream school was NC State uh, to be able to go there, and I was actually talking to them. And um, UNCW came along, and me and my dad and my high school coach at the time, we we went on a visit there and just kind of fell in love with the atmosphere atmosphere there. Um, the coaches were great. Um, everything about the campus was right near the beach. It wasn't too far away from home where my parents could come or I could go home if I needed to. So it just kind of fit perfect. And as I as I continued to play there, I really realized that I made a good choice and that it was the spot for me. Yeah, you guys had a good run while you were there, too. Uh, sophomore season, of course, got cut short by the pandemic, but then a massive year in 2021, uh, going into your first year of college draft eligibility. CAA Pitcher of the Year. Uh, and while that season was going on, did you start to notice any interest coming along from from professional scouts or anything like that uh, as you were navigating through that really good year that you had in 21? Yeah, they were always around just because – I mean, we had a couple other guys like Greg Jones. My he was he came into my class, but got drafted uh, our sophomore year in the first round. So that they were always around. So kind you kind of get used to it. Um, but as far as for me, um, yeah, I was talking to them, but you know, you kind of tr- kind of leave that behind you yeah. and just focus on ball and let let your work take care of it. So, but yeah, they were around. Well, when the draft came around that summer. Uh, did you have a pretty good feeling that you were going to hear your name get called at some point? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it was, we were hoping, at least. And I got the got the chance, and we took it and ran. Where'd you watch the draft? At the house. With the family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was just, it wasn't anything big. It was just me and my family. I think one of my friends was there. Yeah, that that's all. That all sounds about right. How did uh, how'd your family respond when your name got called by the Giants? Uh, it was it was wild, you know, something I dreamed of, they had dreamed of, and to see it all happen was just amazing. You know, we just spent the day hanging out with each other and, you know, talking about it. I mean, it's basically all you can do, and we're just ready to get going. How much of an idea did you have about the Giants before they picked you and where everything was and where you were going to be heading over the next few years? Was it all uh, a little bit new? Did you have to go do some research, hop on Google, and say, where's their spring training complex, where are their affiliates? Uh, no, it's actually kind of funny. So me and I went on a senior trip with uh, our school senior year, obviously, and uh, we went to San Francisco and we went to a baseball game. It was actually the game we were there the night before Bryce Harper threw his helmet at the pitcher. So <laughs> yeah. I hate I didn't get to see that. but And I remember talking to my dad, and my dad looked at me. He was like, you're going to play here one day. And it kind of just fell into place, you know, as it did, and ended up getting my name called by the Giants. I didn't think it was going to be them, but it happened. Yeah, that's really cool. Really, really crazy how those things work yeah. out in this game sometimes. Well, after your 2021 year, and a lot of times with pitchers in their, their draft year, 
they don't get a lot of work when they get over to pro ball, especially mm-hmm. if you make a bit of a run in the postseason like y'all did in the CA tournament. And uh, the Giants kind of eased you in that summer. They gave you a little bit of work at the complex, got you that one outing up in San Jose. And, uh, well, did you get to stick around? I know you didn't pitch in the playoffs, but did you get to stick around for the playoffs when they won the championship that year? I did, yes, sir. Did you, uh, did you get to celebrate with the team? Have you been here for a, for a week and, and yeah. getting to win a championship? Yeah, it was fun. You know, I, I barely knew those guys. You know, I haven't even met half of them yet. So, you know, going in there that week, it was, it was you know, making relationships. And, you know, even that if I was there for a week or two weeks or the full season, you know, winning a championship with a team is still awesome and something you'll always remember. So, Well, last year you really got to get after it. Your first full season, go through the whole spring training process, Dispatch your way out to San Jose. You start the year there. Notoriously tough place to pitch. Home runs, high elevation. Did well. Mm-hmm. Got up to Eugene. Did better. By the by, August, by the end of August, you were all the way up to Double A. Did you have that on your radar coming into the year? Did you have any idea that you'd be seeing the, yourself moving up the ladder that quickly in your first full pro season? You know, it's always you always think about it, but you try to just leave it behind you. Um, you know, it was it was obviously my goal to go as high as I possibly could. And, you know, I just worked hard, you know, let let my game talk talk for itself. And, you know, I ended up here and I couldn't be more happier. I want to talk about the curveball. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any idea when you started throwing a curveball? Was it uh, um, or, you know, trying to differentiate between am I going to be a curveball or a slider guy? But the curveball in particular is a pitch that gets a lot of attention. And it's a lot of fun to watch you throw it, making guys look mm-hmm. silly up there. Uh, how how has that pitch came to be? I really just keep working on it. Um, I've, I think I've always thrown it. I can't remember because I know I threw – I started throwing a slider my senior year of college just because I wanted something else to use. Um, you know, I was mainly a two-pitch guy in college, kind of like what I am now. But, um, you know, I'm still working on those other pitches and hoping they're going to come along. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's always been there. I've always had confidence in it. Um, and it, I think it's just it just got better and, you know, it just – working hard and figuring out my arm and where I want to throw it and being confident. I think the main thing is being confident in all your pitches. Is the curveball that you're throwing now in 2023 pretty similar to what you had, say, in your last season at UNC Wilmington, or has it kind of changed some over the last couple of years? I would say so. You know, I mean, I think it's improved a little bit just with, you know, being in pro ball and improving my mobility and arm strength and stuff like that. But, I mean, overall, I think it's the same thing I used to throw. One more for you, Landon. Uh, talk to you in the clubhouse, see you around. You're a pretty laid-back guy. Mm-hmm. See you on the mound, you are very intense. You bring a lot of intensity when you're up there. And uh, I don't know, if I'm in the box, I'd probably be shaking a little bit like, this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. Where does that – it's a little bit of a Jacqueline Hyde thing. Do you just yeah. lock in when you when you cross that first baseline to go out there and take the hill? I do. Well, it really starts before the game. You know, as soon as I get – some guys might not like it, but as soon as I get to the field, you know, I don't really talk to anybody. Um, I'm locked in, I'm focused, I'm thinking about what I want to do, thinking about the lineup, you know, thinking about how I'm going to throw, stuff like that. So it's really just like a a thing for me where when I lock in, I'm locked in and I I don't come out of it until I come out of the game. So, but it does get more intense when I step over the line. Um, you know, that's my enemy and I'm not going to give him any chance to get on. Landon, appreciate you taking some time to chat. It's always fun to get to catch up with you. And uh, look forward to seeing you get stretched out a little bit, have some longer outings soon, and hopefully keep having the success you've been having. Yes, sir. Me too. I thank you for having me on.